0: 32GI Leading Sports Nutrition Provider Focused on health and performance. 32GI Trusted Sports Nutrition Advisors. Thanks for joining myself, David Katzmaster Active and Mark Wolf on another episode of the 32GI Sports Nutrition Podcast. Today we look at endurance, which is so critical when it comes to the relationship with nutrition and what you're putting in. So Mark, that's my first question to you today. What is meant by endurance?
1: Well, I think if we ever look at a medical or even a science definition of endurance, it's, um, it's, it's really an activity over a prolonged period of time. And uh, the way I put it actually to some bodybuilders that I was educating around endurance was how many reps of uh, squats did you do today in the... The common answer would be, oh, I did 12 reps and I did three sets of, of squats. And uh, and uh, when, I, when I look back at what we did that morning, which was a hill session on the bark, I said we actually did about 2,000 one-legged squats in a period of 60 minutes. And if you think about it in those terms, it's really putting your body under a bit of physical stress, quite a lot of physical stress, um, and it's basically maximizing... Um, the usage of your muscles over a, a prolonged period of time. And that's really what endurance is. And it's not just about um, physical activity. Um, you've got to also put it into perspective of um, of, of thought, of, of of concentration. I mean, uh, if you're talking about endurance, sometimes endurance actually deals with, with concentration span. I mean, even if you're a cricket player and you've got to stand on a field all day long, uh, whether you're playing a one-day or a test match, you need to understand that there needs to be focus as well and that is another form of endurance. So endurance covers uh, the physical aspect but as well as mental focus aspect as well and it's really over a prolonged period of time. I think that that really, really sums it up.
0: Well Mark, you've got a great analogy where you liken um, endurance and the need to feel yourself to a journey.
1: Yeah, um, so I, I use an analogy where I look at a motor vehicle for example and if we have a look at a motor vehicle, it's got a body, it's got a shell, it's got an outer body, uh, and it's got an engine. And um, uh, if you look at a human being, we've got an outer body and we've got organs inside, which you could actually equate to being our internal engine. And I always ask people um, when they enter an endurance event, for example, they're doing a marathon or they're doing an ultramarathon, uh, whatever event they've selected, I ask them, is your vehicle, is your own vehicle in good working condition to go on this journey? Um, Because you've selected a destination, which is obviously the finish line. It could be a couple of months before. And now you're going on a journey and you need to get to that destination. And if we look at a motor vehicle and you're going on a long, long trip, for example, I always ask people, what do you look at in a vehicle before you go on the long trip? And people will always tell me, Oh, well, that's quite simple. The, the The vehicle needs to be serviced. I need to check the tires, the tire pressure. Uh, the oil and the water needs to be checked. Um, you need to check windscreen wipers because obviously if there's a rainstorm on route and uh, your, your windscreen wipers aren't working, uh, that will be an issue as well. Um, and then one of the things that you also need to look at is is the petrol tank full? Because, I mean, if it isn't, I mean, how are you going to actually go on this journey? So if these things aren't checked, Um, chances of you making it to the finish line or to your destination are very, very slim. You're going to go off path on on route um, if there are any underlying issues with a vehicle. And so one of the things I always ask people is, how do you know your own vehicle, your own human body is in good working condition? And what I often recommend is that, uh, first of all, you know, from the outside, we get a visual perspective of exactly are we in good shape or aren't we? But sometimes it's not a true reflection of what's going on on the inside and on the outside we might be in good shape but on the inside we don't know what's happening with our own engines and that's a very much neglected part people are so quick to go and service their vehicles uh, when they need it or to fill up with petrol and I often ask people well, what kind of oil and what kind of fuel are you putting into your own body and are you sure your organs are in good working condition uh, so in this case I always recommend you know going for a medical going for a full checkup and making sure that your own body is in good working order to be able to go on this journey, which I call endurance, because it really is a journey. It's a long journey, and you need to make sure that your vehicle is in good working condition to get to your destination, which is your finish line.
0: Among most vehicles, only having one fuel tank. When we look at our personal energy systems, you look at three fuel tanks, your glycogen, your fat, and your protein. Just uh, tell us a bit more about these fuel sources and how important they are.
1: I think the energy system is very critical, and people might tell you there's four or five tanks. Um, In a vehicle, I mean, we do have a reserve tank, um, which usually comes on after the main tank is finished. We get a little light indicator that we need to fill up with fuel. Um, In the human body, I would say that there are really three main fuel tanks, of which really two are the main fuel tanks, and those are what you just mentioned, glycogen, fat, and protein. Um, glycogen and fat are, are really the two tanks that we want to look at, as far as uh, fueling goes. And the reason I say that is because the, those are the two tanks that primarily fuel the body during endurance sport, during physical activity. How does it work? Glycogen, first of all, they are our own natural energy stores, our carbohydrate stores. Um, basically, they store stored in the muscles and also stored in the, in the liver. Um, and generally, glycogen is utilized under high-intensity exercise. So when we're not getting enough oxygen into the system, you'll find that you're primarily using glycogen as a as a source of fuel. There is a way to spare glycogen, and that is obviously to take in carbohydrates. You cannot spare it indefinitely. Uh, you've got the ability to spare glycogen up to a certain percentage, and probably we look around the 30% mark um, by taking in some carbohydrates to help support that. But generally the glycogen stores or the glycogen tank is is limited. In in actual fact, you're looking at about 2,000 calories probably with top-top glycogen stores. And if you're working out how many calories you're burning per an hour, you'll probably see that that probably takes the average person probably around an hour and a half up to a well-trained athlete maybe two hours and maybe even a little bit longer. If we look at our fat stores, those are our largest natural stores available in the human body. In actual fact... There we're looking at around 40,000 calories of storage. So that is a major fuel tank. And it's a known fact that the human being can actually probably run around 55 marathons on his fat stores alone. Uh, It's a very, very powerful form of fuel. Um, It is obviously stored in the body in, in different areas. So we look at subcutaneous fat, which is sitting under the surface of the skin. We had intramuscular triglycerides. I mean, there's fat available in the body. And then obviously, depending on what you're consuming, you might have some free fatty acids also available for fuel within the system as well. So why do we say fat is so powerful? It's very simple. One gram of carbohydrates is four calories. One gram of fat is around nine calories. So you're talking about sort of double, more than double the amount of fuel from fat as opposed to carbohydrates. if you can harness that, um, you've got the ability to actually... Um, utilize a very powerful form of fuel and, and that's what we try and teach people to do to become more fat efficient I, I call it actually minimalistic fueling in a way but to become a more fat efficient athlete would definitely benefit you in endurance sport obviously during exercise or especially during racing or high intensity exercise there's going to be a range of intensities that the human body goes through and during those range of intensities uh, there will be a, a percentage of glycogen and fat that are utilized and Obviously as the intensity becomes higher and higher and there's less oxygen coming to the system, your glycogen levels will be utilized more. As, uh, as the intensity drops down more, you'll find that fat can become more available. But again, depending on how you want to tap into this, those fuel tanks, uh, what you consume will definitely play a critical role in determining uh, how to tap in there. And, and I'll just use a simple example. If you wake up in the morning, and you do spike your blood sugar and then you go out hoping to burn off fat you just won't because the first thing that the body wants to do is get rid of that blood glucose before it actually starts to tap into the fat stores as opposed to somebody that goes out there and trains in water they'll probably get into a fat burn state a lot quicker so what you consume also determine as to you know which tank that you can you can access but we will be talking about uh, training and racing and distance and time and intensity um, in order to be able to select the, the right nutrition strategy uh, to fuel those uh, those various types of efforts. Um, one of the tanks that we haven't really spoken about is the protein tank, and probably one of the, the main reasons is it's not an ideal fuel tank to to access. Uh, the last thing you want to do is actually um, catabolize a protein in, in the muscle in order to be able to utilise this fuel. And it does happen in, in ultra-endurance events, and we will talk about how Uh, this can be mitigated um, where uh, the focus should be on the two primary fuel tanks which are considered to be your glycogen and your fat and we'll get into that in a lot more detail because uh, it, it gets very very technical and uh, there's a lot of information that we can share with you around there.
0: Yeah, that's something you want to be doing, eating into your muscles to use them as energy. Mark, another fantastic podcast. Thanks for joining Mark Wolf and myself, David Katz, Mr. Active. We'll be back next week and with some more fantastic information for you when it comes to nutrition. 32 GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.